when leaders name the elephant in the room and promptly address challenging issues, it allows the issue to be addressed head on. It clears the noise and all those things that people are making up that get in the way of productivity. And it models a culture that addresses tough situations head on. I'm Jason Gore, and I'm here with executive coach Robert McNaughton. Welcome, Robert. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Um, this is a uh, this is a big one. Elephants are big, and when they're not named, they can cause a lot of damage. Um, so this is a this is a, a tough practice, but a very important one for all uh, high impact leaders. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't think it comes naturally, um, but when it is done well, it really just clears the noise. Like, let's say that someone got let go right? And they stormed out, you know, it's like, great, let's have a conversation about what just happened so that people aren't talking about it in their cubicles. And everybody's trying to get the information and the information they get us kind of halfway or a situation where, you know, you're in a group meeting and someone farts, like, and everybody just kind of moves on. Like, like it's almost better to name it and say, you know, like maybe that's a bad example, but um, just to name the situation, like there, like there was a massive issue in sales and we just kind of pretend like it didn't happen. It's kind of just better just to address it. And, you know, if it needs to be talked about it, talk about it, but just let people know what the elephant is rather than brushing it under the rug and trying to use tact yep. to pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah, you know, it's it's treating people like adults in a certain sense. And, and we still have to be political around certain things. We don't want to add insult to injury when uh, we're in a high high pressure situation and kind of uh, give t- TMI too much information than people need. But at the same time, it, you know, like when things are really crashing into the mountain, we need to actually collaborate and co-create the most. And so it's not the time to have window dressing kind of uh, party line statements that are just false and, yep. you know, avoid things because the, what you're speaking to, the gossip that happens in the back channels, the political maneuvering and factioning and uh, things that happen are, are way much more damaging often than the underlying issue itself. Yep. You know, what's funny about this one is that people do it because they're trying to make it graceful and tact, but kind of like, okay, I'll brush this under the rug and I'll deal with this one-on-one, you know, outside the room, but then everybody else is left hanging and you model or you kind of show that this is a culture where we don't talk in a transparent way, that we don't address things head on. Um, You know, if someone had a, if this is a bad meeting and like, it's not going well, it's just better to say, hey, John, this doesn't feel like this is a very productive conversation right now. Can we, can we pause and just check in? Yeah. You know, yeah. versus like trying to survive the situation and then, you know, you, you waste a half hour and then you check in afterwards and you feel like you've been, you were trying to save John. And he's like, well, why didn't you tell me at the time? Right. Right. Like some, something's going on here. But, you know, I'm brushing it under the rug. You know, it's like there, there can be, you know, uh, an intense conversation happening. And then I find out later that, you know, something in his personal life, you know, he just broke up with his wife or something very serious. And I thought, you know, the, the dynamics uh, was because of what we were talking about. And mm-hmm. it, just, it just saves a lot of tension. And like you said before, I think people actually are trying to be responsible when they're brushing things under the rug, but so often it ends up just being patronizing and like 
you know, others are being treated like children, like that they can't handle, you know, the truth of what's going on and that it's going to, you know, cause more damage. Well, actually, you not doing the hard thing of just simply saying what's going on for you, not sharing any more information than you need to, but just being truthful and acknowledging what's happening. That's what saves um, the, the, the unnecessary conflict. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, I know I catch myself doing this every once in a while, kind of trying to push things under the rug, be tactful, uh, make light of something. But it's not like everyone doesn't see it. You know, like when I was a kid, um, I ate a lot of carrots. And somehow or another, I got it in my mind that because I ate a lot of carrots, I could see in the dark better than everybody else. Nice. You know, and it's, it's sometimes like in these meetings, it's like we see something that's happening. And it's like almost like if we get it under the rug, like no one else see, will even see it. That, that didn't happen. Right. You know, but the truth is they did see it. Like people are very intuitive. Like people are very sharp around when something in the room isn't quite right. Yeah. We're designed that way biologically to be very tuned in to those dynamics. Um, and when we push it under the rug, I think what ultimately happens is people assume it's a much bigger deal than it actually is. That's right. It festers. Yes. It stink and people start to smell it and people end up actually making stories about it. And I'm reminded of, uh, I was facilitating a deep dive not long ago and someone was sharing a, a story of something that happened in their history. And he kept on kind of like talking quieter and he was, his voice would kind of trail off around a certain part. And then he'd start speaking about something very significant. And, you know, like I finally had to facilitate it back to is like, is anyone else here confused about what happened in that space right there? And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, let me just describe that. And people were really making him an enemy because they didn't know about this and they were presuming the worst. And right. the he just slowed it down. He was like, oh, no, no. A, you know, ABC, one, two, three, here's what happened. People were like, oh, empathy, compassion, you know, all those things. Yeah. We got back on the same page. Yep. And yeah, people will fill in the holes with all sorts of nonsense. Um, But it just creates noise, right? It's like the more noise there is, the less productive a team can be. Yes. It's really that simple. And so it's just better to be direct. Um, You know, like, you know, I had a situation not long ago where someone stormed out of an office. You know, they they literally threw a bunch of stuff in a backpack and walked out in in like a huff. And like everybody is, this is a cubicle environment, like or an open desk environment, and everybody's just look, looking around, and you know, like you could feel like everybody, like what just happened, right? And the CEO um, just stood up and said, "Hey guys, we had a really bad month with bad sales figures, and um, John's taking some heat right now because he has to get the numbers up. So you know, we as a company, we're going to go all hands on deck." in the next month to figure out how to get revenues back up. Yep. And everybody's like, great. Okay. Got it. Got back it. to work. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to just spending time around the water cooler gossiping about what happened and, and wondering if they need to, you know, start editing their resume. Right. Um, you, you know, and so it's like, you know, when, when um, leaders are really doing this well, you know, it's like, you know, first it's, it's nipping nipping it in the bud, you know, having the getting real conversation, the come to Jesus conversation early on, as soon as possible. And, you know, trusting your intuition that like something needs to be spoken to now, don't let it faster, uh, let it fester. The sooner, the better. You know, um, in terms of how a leader does this well, um, I I could think of an example. Just last week, I was working with uh, an executive 
who was about to present to the board and it was a bad quarter, right? Mm -hmm. And his plan was to show all the good things and then all this kind of like data that was like, all these explanations of what was going on and then finally present the numbers because he wasn't going to send out the deck in advance. And I'm like, no, like you're going to get eaten alive if you do it that way. That's right. Like, because everybody's going to get really suspicious. Like just open up guys. It was a bad quarter. That's right. right? This is why, and this is what we're doing about it. Just it's really direct and it fosters a sense of trust rather than a sense of like, oh, this person is hiding something. Yeah. And so, you know, to, to, to do this um, well, you know, once again, we're not saying like, you know, foster the gossip and, you know, TMI by uh, th sharing more than you need to. It's like we still want to protect each other's character and dignity and autonomy mm -hmm. and through this. So we have to be responsible in how we bring these things. And yeah. you don't have to share all the information. You do just have to acknowledge what's happening. It's just be like, yeah. yeah, there's, there's a problem happening with the software. And frankly, it's more over my head than I can understand. But you know, w w we don't want to throw people under the bus. We want to protect what's going on, but we also want to do the hard thing of naming the elephant in the room so that we can all be on the same team about it. Yep. And naming it quickly. Like there's a sense of you can't wait too long, right? Because otherwise, as you noted, Robert, things will fester. And so there is a, there's a timing here uh, that has to be addressed that, you know, you might need to collect some more data. You might need to find some solutions, but you can't let things go for very long. And if you could do it live in the moment is probably the most effective time to do it. You know, Hey, we have a situation. We're addressing it. You know, I'll follow up tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Or ideally the same day. Um, and just call out the truth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and what I see in cultures of where this is really done with excellence, it's that, you know, the leaders aren't sitting up in their ivory tower, kind of like, you know, treating everyone like children and the culture of the team members uh, don't feel like children. You know, they actually feel like we're, we're part of a team that's working together to move forward. The leaders that are really kind of like on the level with each other that engenders trust, yes. that engenders, you know, calls forth the best in us. Because mm -hmm. we're actually in this together. We're not just like, you know, you know su su such children about this that we don't even deserve to hear the reality of what's happening. Right. And when, you know, people learn late about what's happening, when things are brushed under the rug, um, they feel left out. They feel like they are out of control, that they don't know what's going to happen. Are they next if there's something that's happening behind closed doors and a senior leader is let go and no one is told? Um, like the more, you know, you could just address things head on, um, even if it's hard things, Yep. you know, like, you know, Robert, I'm sorry, your flight was canceled and you're not going to get to your dad's funeral. Like, you know, like just like, just deal with the reality, like head on now, what are we going to do about it? You That's know, right. you imagine know. A, a doctor that has good bedside manner. Yeah. Like, here's the deal. Here's the truth. Here's what's happening. Let's get on the same page about how we're right. going to address it. And it's kind of, you know, it is funny. Like, you know, to get to the nuance of it is like, if I say, you know, Robert, I, I have bad news for you. It's like, oh my God, like it already feels shitty, right? It's like, no, Robert, um, the situation is this. Yeah. Right. Just put it out there um, and then, and then navigate it together. The, you know, we've been talking about leaders doing this. 
but I also want to address it, address it from a cultural perspective because really we want everybody to address and everybody to name the elephant in the room at all levels. And in cross hierarchy, like any executive or any leader or any person that, that's you know, in the cubicle should be able to say, hey, something isn't feeling right here. Like, I want to know what happened to John. I, like, what's going on? Like, we want to get to the place where everybody can call out the elephant in the room, and that's part of the culture. Yeah, yeah. The, the, we definitely don't want the thing going on where people, you know, think the worst is going to happen. You know, they think they're going to get fired when really they're just getting some, uh, some critical feedback um, about, you know, what's, what's happening. Yeah. So the next step or the experiment here is kind of when you find yourself beating around the bush, you know, to pause and say the thing. Like it's, it's almost like we're trying to avoid the reaction on the other side, or we're trying to soften the situation. It actually just makes it everything worse. Don't right. Know. Now there are times that you have to keep things confidential until you're ready to announce them. Like a big example of that is, you know, a big reduction in force. Sure. Like, you know, you want to keep that confidential until you know exactly who's staying and who's going because you don't want to add clarity. So yes, there are closed door situations. Um, but for all the other stuff, like it, the sooner you could share it, the better. And so, you know, the experiment here is, is faster, right? Share things as soon as you can name things live and nickname the elephant live in the room. Even if you don't have all the data, right? Yeah. At least talk about the next steps to solve it. Um, and just to be direct, like don't beat around the bush, like yeah. just name it in an objective way and what you're going to do about it. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, ways to do this, you know, often um, I, I may not actually know what the elephant is in the room. And if I'm in a one-on-one -on -one or in a group, I'll often just say, it's like, seems like something is happening here. Can you help mm -hmm. me understand what's what's happening right now? And the person will yes. be like, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I'm really nervous right now. And I'm kind of, you know, wanting to give a proposal on something, you know, you know, people will kind of out it, you know, pretty quick when, when it's just acknowledged that it's right. happening. Yep. Uh, you know, there was a situation recently where um, there was a aeronautics engineer, aeronautical engineer that was being interviewed and he was presented a solution and he really flubbed it. Like he was printed a problem in the interview process and um, the interviewer didn't say anything and this went on. And as we were all going around the table talking about this, everybody was a yes, except for this one person. And we're like, well, what happened? And we asked like, well, did you ask him about it? Right. Did you ask him why he missed the question? He's like, no. And so it's like, we didn't have the information to know what happened, you know, and we had to go back and collect it. Now it turns out that he was dyslexic. Like visually, you know, he transposed some numbers and he got really flustered because he didn't want to share that. Now he has all these workarounds and he's a genius. But once we got to the bottom of it, it's like, oh, we hired, we are, we're going to hire the guy, yep. you know, but like, it's like you're sitting there and you know, you're in, in an interview and it's like, huh, that answer didn't go so well. Can we talk about it? And then you actually look at how you talk about it. And if you could navigate that, you could actually know what this person is going to feel like as a team member. Right. That's so classic. How many times I've kind of like debriefing a, an important conversation and, you know, my advisors are like, well, so, you know, did you ask them, you know, the question? And it's like, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh, wow, I did. I, I spent all this time beating around the bush instead yeah. of, you know, just getting, getting to the point. Yeah. So the key takeaway here is that leaders 
need to name the elephant in the room if they want to maximize productivity, if they want to maintain and build trust, and if they want to keep, frankly, the team focused on the mission in an effective and good way. Really good stuff, Jason. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Robert. And to all the leaders out there, we hope this was helpful.